0: Otto Berg is quite possibly the most dangerous man in the world. He is fast and smart and utterly ruthless. He doesn't give up, and he has no fear save one. Failure. Violet DaCosta, 2016. Hello, I'm Andrew, and I want to welcome you to Visions of the Past, a podcast all about the lore of Assassin's Creed. This is episode 102 And today, we're going to finish discussing the life of Juhani Atso Berg. The last time we spoke about Juhani Atso Berg, there was one thing we didn't really touch on from a real-world perspective, and that was the meaning behind his name. And because Berg is from Finland, we will stick to what his name means there. Juhani is the Finnish form of the name John, meaning God is gracious or God is merciful. Atso is also Finnish and means bear. His family name Berg can come from one of three places German, Dutch, or Scandinavian, but in either of the languages, it means roughly the same thing, someone who lived by or on a hill or mountain. We ended episode ninety nine when Berg came to the defense of Simon Hathaway during a meeting of the inner sanctum of the Templar Order in 2016. After this, we don't hear of anything about Berg until twenty seventeen when he and Violet De Costa resumed their search for the Peace of Eden, known as the Coe Noir. They were put in charge of an Abstergo historical research facility in Philadelphia, and aided by Caitlin Gift, a descendant of Darius Gift, whose memories Berg had seen a few years earlier, along with a doctor by the name of Freddy. Together the four were able to locate a descendant of Albert Bolton, a man by the name of Andre Bolton, a veteran of the Vietnam War who at the time was the age of seventy two. They brought him to the facility in Philadelphia under the pretense that they were going to cure his PTSD. After meeting Andre, he was put into the Animus to relive his ancestors' memories of the Barbary Coast in the early 19th century. But the team was surprised to discover that Andre's ancestry was not Solomon Bolden like anticipated, but it was instead Jan van der Gaff, a Flemish agent of Napoleon. When Andre woke up from the Animus, he neutralized two Abstergo agents, and fled the complex. Caitlin put on an order to apprehend him, but Berg decided to have it belayed, and traced Andre himself back to his hotel room, and explained the bleeding effect to him, and what they were actually using him for. Andre did end up agreeing to explore his ancestors' memories, but under the condition that Berg did not lie to him again. Agreeing, the pair returned to the facility, and Berg told the team that not only did they face a fractured timeline, but they also had to deal with the possibility that they could lose track of the entire bloodline of Solomon Bolden, because André was the ancestor of Jan van der and not of Bolden. When asked what was known about van der Graaff, Caitlin responded that they didn't know much, only that he was briefly mentioned in the accounts of Travis Olivier. Violet, though, said that it wasn't possible, because Oile was the Black Cross before Bolden, and that he was presumed dead when Bolden took the title, Berg responded that there was only way to really find out, and that was by putting Andre back into the animus. As the group monitored Andre's progress, Violet asked if it was wise to let him know so much about what they were doing. Berg's response was pointed as a matter of fact, that Andre was a soldier and understood that they were doing something important, even if he had his own reasons for helping. This kind of surprise, Violet, as she hadn't known Berg to be trusting, though when saying out out loud, he responded that he trusted her. As the session went on, the group eventually saw the death of Solomon Bolden and Jan Vandergraaf's imprisonments in the dungeons of Selim III. After the session, Violent asked Berg if he planned to reveal everything to André, considering he had now heard about the Cuy Noir, to which Berg responded, he didn't know. Later on, Berg joined André at a bar and they had a discussion over what they were seeing and why. Berg told Andre that it wasn't about money, but about life and death, and when asked to explain, he revealed everything about the Templars, the Assassins, the Black Cross, and even the Pieces of Eden to Andre, which he didn't believe, telling Berg that he was crazy. As they left, a car drove past and shot at them. Berg was able to get Andre out of the way and jump into the car eliminating the occupants, causing the car to crash. When telling Andre they had to leave, he was asked what they were going to do about the bar. Berg responded not to worry as the company owned it. Quickly calling Violet, Berg told her to get to the lab because they were attacked and that he was bringing Andre in. When the two got to the lab, they were approached by Violet and Freddie because Violet was worried that they could have been hurt. Berg stated that he was fine, but allowed for Freddie to take a look at Andre and and followed with a briefing to Violet about what had happened. Once Caitlin arrived, Berg instructed the group that they were going to continue with Andre's animus session, and that it was because he was suspected a leak, and whomever attacked them knew that they were getting close to something, even if the team didn't know it yet. After this session, Berg mentioned to Violet that they didn't have enough, but couldn't make Andre come back by force and handed her a Templar pin that belonged to Albert Bolden and told him to give it to Andre because he was too busy cleaning up the mess caused by the drive-by shooting to do it himself. After getting off the phone with a person that he had used to hire the hitman that performed the drive-by shooting and that he had killed, he received a call about an accident within the Animus lab. When he arrived to the lab, he found out that Caitlin Gift had been murdered. During the conversation that followed the finding of Caitlin's body, Violet stated that they had discovered proof that Caitlin had been contacting a third party. Berg didn't believe that she was a traitor, though, and he believed that it was more likely that she was killed after discovering traces from the actual mole and asked Violet to find the mole in the lab, while he convinced Andre to re-enter the Animus. After Andre finished reliving the memories of Jan Vandergraaf, Otzel met him at the same bar that the drive-by shooting happened at, and reflected on how he felt they achieved so little in their search for the Kui Noir. And the loss of Caitlin, with no idea why, Freddy killed her. Andre revealed that even though it appeared the assassins had gotten the Kui Noir, his ancestor actually kept the artifact, and when told Berg that he had no interest in being part of the Assassin-Templar War, gave him a pin that Violet gave him, telling Berg that he would need it for what Otso needed to do. After reflecting on a conversation that he had with Violet, Berg realized he couldn't trust anyone because of the moles within the order and dutifully decided to assume the mantle of the Black Cross of the Templar order. To prep for this role, he studied the lives of Altair ibn Ahad, Ezio Auditore da Firenze, Edward Kenway, and Ratika Hayton. By February 2017, Berg completely embraced his new role as the Black Cross, accomplishing his normal Templar duties during the day, while anonymously rooting out the corruption within the Templar order beside Andre Bolden at night. While in Hong Kong, Berg and Violet were called to investigate a Phoenix project site that was cleared out months beforehand and then transferred into an archive office. The pair were asked to check it out because several bodies were found on site that were assassins. With the fact that this location was now an archive, Berg was confused as to why it appeared the assassins were resisted by a small army. On his way out of the investigation, Berg ordered Violet to bribe the Chinese police as he was going to his hotel for the night. In actuality, though, Berg changed into his high-tech black cross suit and returned to the scene of the crime to investigate on his own. With the tech support being run by Andre, Berg discovered both high-tech Templar equipment and standard assassin equipment were used by the people who murdered the assassins. In March, Berg and Violet were back in Montreal, discussing the events of Hong Kong, with Berg still being confused as how the assassins ran into this force that was so well-equipped at an administrative office. During this conversation, both of their phones rang, displaying nothing but the symbol of a black cross. This was a sign that the inner sanctum needed to meet with them in the Charlevoix region of Quebec, Canada. Berg sent Andre to the meeting dressed as a Black Cross to protect his identity as the Black Cross himself. During this meeting, Andre refused to back down or reveal his identity, affirming his independence from the inner sanctum and informed them that they had been infiltrated by an unknown group. After giving the bird to Letitia England, Berg jumped on Andre, pretending to be upset at his insolence, but he ended up getting thrown across the room. Andre left by dropping a smoke bomb and promising to call on them soon. After the stunt, the pair returned to Berg's apartment where Berg was sure that, for at least the foreseeable future, the Sanctum wouldn't think of him when trying to figure out who the Black Cross was. And Berg revealed to Andre that the Abstergo goggles found in Hong Kong at the office where the assassins were murdered came from a division in Europe and decided to head to Berlin to further investigate. Once in the city, Berg followed Heinrich Hart, the engineer who created the goggles, and watched as he was interrogated by the assassins Galina Voronina and R.N. Schroot Cunningham, who were looking for answers as to what had happened in Hong Kong themselves. After hearing Hart state that he was with the assassins, Berg let the assassins leave and then confronted Hart himself. During the confrontation, Berg found that Hart was not as weak as he seemed to the assassins, brandishing an electrified whip. Berg did eventually subdue him and learn that Hart was not an assassin, nor really a Templar. Berg found that he was, quote-unquote, an instrument of her will. After spilling the information, Hart pulled out an experimental explosive device that Abstergo designed that they called the Endgame Grenade and tried to kill both him and Berg, succeeding only with his death as Berg was able to get out a nearby window to the river below. The blast ended up taking the lives of 170 people, and when Berg returned to his apartment, found Andrei waiting for him. In their following conversation, Berg expressed a frustration over the infiltration of the Templar order by this unknown group of people. And during the conversation, Andrei was able to convince Berg to go through Abstergo's financial records to see where the money was going and to find any inconsistencies with it and where the money was actually going. During the investigation, Berg found an Abstergo account in Geneva, where the money was being moved from, and he decided to meet with the banker in charge of the account. While there, Berg ran into Michel Maire, an assassin who was also investigating the assassin's accounts, for irregularities. The confrontation between the two resulted into Berg interrogating Lemaire, trying to find out why the money was going from Abstergo to the assassins, in which she denied knowing anything about it. Realizing they were being watched, Berg headbutted her and fled. While trying to flee, he was attacked by a group that was led by former assassin Jazdip Dami, and after collapsing from his wounds, Dami revealed that he was the high-tech assassin in Hong Kong, and wanted Berg to stop his investigation, or he would risk the life of his daughter. The mayor found him injured and took him back to the assassin hideout where Berg was attacked by Galena Voronina. The was able to keep her from killing Berg, and then the group all went to a local restaurant to discuss the fact that there was a money leak harming both organizations and that because he cannot trust Abstergo, they should work together, because it was the same group that attacked the assassins in Hong Kong, and him in Geneva. After the conversation, they agreed to work together. And once back at the assassin hideout, an argument between Templar and assassin ideologies broke out, while discussing what each side had found. It was at this point, though, that Arend found an old image of a Spanish assassin, Ignicia Cardona, Alongside Albert Bolden. This photo led to Charlotte de la Cruz reliving the life of Cardona within the Animus and asked Berg to leave. Berg decided that he was going to talk to Guanarcia Maneo, a member of Erudito, that was secretly a member of the Instruments of the First Will. During a game of Jenga, the two had a conversation that led Berg to realize what they were really dealing with was an Isu entity by the name of Juno, and Berg had already knew about her and felt that she would eventually overreach, and that would be when they'd truly get her. After discussing this with the assassins and the state of De La Cruz after she desynced from the Animus, Berg retrieved a package containing a vial of Andre Bolden's blood, and after fitting the assassins Animus with an early prototype of the data dump scanner from Abstergo's helix technology allowed for Berg to relive and explore Albert Bolden's memories within the Assassin's Animus. During this exploration, Berg discovered the location of the Coin Noir, and when he exited the Animus, asked the assassins to dig through their records to find information on Glacia Acosta. While the assassins did this, Berg contacted Andre Bolton and asked him to keep an eye on Lavario Gramatica's lab, and to inform him if it looked like they were getting ready to quote-unquote resurrect an ancient deity in a cloned body. After getting off the phone with Andre, Berg told the assassins that the Kui Noir was buried in a mass grave about 60 miles south of Barcelona, Spain, and that if the instruments of the First Will got to it first, they'd be able to resurrect Juno, and that she would be able to use it to bind together the other pieces of Eden. Arriving in Spain, the group separated into teams to locate the piece of Eden. Berg paired with Galena and De La Cruz, eventually locating the mass grave. While retrieving the Kuwi Noir, they were attacked by Jostip Dami. While Dami and Berg fought, De La Cruz found the Kuwi Noir and used it, separating Berg and Dami. Dami was able to capture De La Cruz, though, and took possession of the Kui Noir, even though Berg and the assassins tried to stop him, but they were bombarded by the instruments. When Dami tried to kill De La Cruz, Berg threw Albert Bolden's Templar pin at him, stabbing him in the face, forcing Dami to retreat. Now that the instruments had the Kui Noir, the group looked to find Alvero Gramatica's lab in order to destroy the cloned Isu body that Juno intended to take for herself. By August 2018, the group had found where the lab was in Australia, and that while en route to the lab, the group devised their plan to get into it. The plan involved using a sandstorm as cover and have De La Cruz infiltrate the lab through a vent shaft at the same time the rest of them would find ways to distract the instruments. During the sandstorm, Berg approached the lab and confronted Violet De Costa, along with her army of the instruments of the First Will. After a shootout that saw the death of numerous members of the Instruments of the First Will, as well as Jazdip Dami, Berg and the other assassins were directed into the lab via energies that came from the Cui Noir. Within the lab, the group watched as Juno, now within a physical body, was trapped in an illusion that eventually led to De La Cruz assassinating her. The lab started to collapse, and after fleeing, Berg confronted Violet and her army. Violet had Berg, but it wasn't long and an army of Templar soldiers arrived. And while Violet was distracted, Berg shot her in the chest, leaving her to bleed to death. And then he detonated an endgame grenade that he had left in the lab, presumably destroying Juno's body and killing De La Cruz. After the death of Juno, Berg ended his activities with the assassins, and started hunting the remnants of the instruments of the First Will. In November of 2019, Berg learned of an assassin cell that was led by Leila Hassan, and that she was pursuing the staff of Hermes Trismegistus in Greece. Berg did send Sigma Team to hunt the cell, but also hacked into their communications, and warned Leila to hand over her research if she cared for her teammates' safety. Leila did repel Sigma Team, leading to Berg deciding to confront her himself. The confrontation started with him revealing that the Templars had been tracking her since she found the lost histories of Herodotus. Layla responded that he had no idea of what the staff could do for his daughter. This comment angered Berg, and he told her that the staff would leave with him. This all led to a fight that ended with Berg getting bested and Layla thrusting the staff into Berg's spine, paralyzing him before he lost consciousness. There really isn't a lot of information after this on Atzo Berg. There is a corrupted file from Valhalla, labeled underscore 2 nov 2019wave implying that Berg survived this fight with Layla, but the file is also corrupted, so we don't really get any information from it. But I've also seen information that appears to be from the modern-day expansion of the board game Brotherhood of Venice, And that states that Berg eventually was freed from the assassins and taken to a facility in Tokyo, and through experimentations with another staff of Eden, with Berg's knowledge of the staff of Hermes Trismegistus, he was able to walk again. The problem I have with this bit about him walking again is I can't find solid information from Brotherhood of Venice about the story. And with its exorbitant price tag, I don't have a copy to be able to check it out myself. So, I'll wait until I can see the storybooks from the board game itself, or we see Berg in a comic or another game before I take it as truth. With the issues that the assassins have had with Berg, I find it really difficult to believe that they just let him go, especially after he is essentially the highest ranking Templar in both the Inner Sanctum and he's the Black Cross. We don't know anyone higher than him. Within the Templar organization, and as the Black Cross, he's meant to keep corruption out of the order, and the Inner Sanctum seems to be the council who guides the Templars. And that doesn't even go into how he's the best modern-day villain since we had Warren Vidic. Sure, Juno could have been that, but Ubisoft decided to go a different route, and they ended her story within Assassin's Creed Uprising. I'd love to see Berg again, but Only time will tell if we do see him in another transmedia story or with an Assassin's Creed Infinity. But what are your thoughts on the last known activity of Atzo Berg? Let me know over on Twitter at visions underscore AC. And I want to thank you for joining me today. Be sure to tune in every Tuesday for new episodes. And don't miss next week. Next week is our two-year anniversary where we will kick off the historical parts of the d and story that we started on the 100th episode. If you love stories about Assassin's Creed lore, please tell your friends and follow this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcasting platform. If you want to support this podcast and help provide for new episodes, please visit my Linktree at linktr.ee forward slash visions of the past for my links to Twitter, TikTok, and my other social channels along with information on how to support this podcast. and Until next time, my assassin friends, make sure to follow the Creed. And to those Templars listening, may the Father of Understanding guide you.